Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Alice K. Shattuck. I am very pleased, and I'm going to tell you why. Because I am very pleased because of a couple of things. One, I'm pleased because even though you broke the golden rule by getting um, barbecue meats without my permission, but that I am supposed to cook, that it, it really... It... Because I cooked that chicken, and then we've been having burgers subsequently. I missed really. I've realized how much I missed using the grill. Oh, good. And and actually, and also, much like the lawnmowers, both of them, mm-hmm. it's working better than ever. Wow! And not everything, you know. At the end, of, when the new season begins, sometimes a lot of things are dead. You know, like the old grill and whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's just great. I love it when things work. It are the the Husqvarna the ride lawnmower is humming. And the other one's humming. It's like all oh, this stuff is working. This is this. this That's is very, crazy. Very unshattic. Very unshattic. I also love that that the our son mm-hmm. and his friend are into uh, Hormel chili because it's easy. They can do it. It's a peel off thing. You can nuke it. Takes two minutes. It's delicious. I also like that the kids are into dinty more beef stew. It's cheap. It's easy. I'm sure somebody's going to tell me there's ammonia nitrated or whatever. Who cares? Kids, you know? And it's fairly nutritious. Um, and I've just been generally pleased. And also, I believe, I believe, Alice, that the price of meat has gone down a little bit. You think so? Of ground beef. Or they're doing something. They're changing the packaging. Whatever. It's working on me, okay? <laughs> I'm seeing smaller numbers, you know? I do have to get more packages, but I'm seeing smaller smaller numbers. Um, and the last thing is, okay, I want to bring something up with you guys and Alice. Okay. I started to, like five months ago, get emails from a sales guy from my company 
Yes. Saying I owe him money. Mm-hmm. Which doesn't make sense to me because I work for the same company and I'm not buying ads from the company. But and so I kind of blew it off with this uh, with a flipping thing, and then he's like, "Okay, now Tom, you really got to pay up. You got to pay." Up. So, and I and I like uh, I'm kind of blown off because I figured like if he doesn't bother to look to see that we both have the same end of an email address, and he thinks I'm <laughs> some client that owes the company money, then he doesn't deserve me to do any more work. It's on him to do with work. Right. So then he sent me another like kind of dunning me really this time. His supervisor CC'd. So now I'm getting angry at him. Yeah. I'm angry at him. And and I forgot what I did. I might have sent him something like like a said like a bill or whatever. I think you got the wrong guy. You know, I I work here too. You stop sending collection department after me because I haven't bought any ads. Yes, I'm not at your I'm station. not Tom Snyder's uh, cement uh, company. That you think it is. I'm Tom Shattuck, and I work in another part of the building, essentially. So I sent him, like, one of those, and nothing. And I looked at my email today, and there's nothing from him or anything like that. But, but I'm thinking, like, wait a second. You essentially false arrested me, <laughs> and I get nothing from you? Nothing? Yeah, like, that was a while back, I think. I recall. Anyway, he's can... on my bleep list. Okay. So, but he hasn't responded to anything else? No. Did the camp people get back to you? Did you do that? I did do it, but I don't think they... Okay, now I'm mad at them now. Okay. Sorry, sounds like you have a lot of people that you're mad at. Well, I'm more of the machines are off the hook or off the S-list, but more of the people are on the S-list. Alice. The, yeah? And you know who got a promotion? Who got a promotion? Is our next door neighbor. How so? Because she was so fun during the play... Mm-hmm. And absolutely um, willing to do whatever it took to enhance the play experience, even though for what? Hmm? Right now, my son is whispering to my wife. I'm not sure exactly what's happening here. <laughs> no, what negotiations are no, happening here? No, just for interrupting. No, there's a situation with the the iPads have been have been removed or at least his because he got a special flagrant foul and so anyway i don't want to bore you guys with it so anyway so she gets a promotion next door neighbor for being fun but we, okay. i always knew she was fun and mischievous mischievous i can't say that word but anyway she got a promotion i'm pleased i'm pleased it's today's just an interesting day um before we get to the stuff that we really want to get to i do want to start with from uh, Connecticut on WTIC, incredibly, the governor has released parts of his new campaign, Come to Connecticut's Awesome theme song, which is probably going to be some kind of in-kind um, donation. But listen to this. Listen to this. He's got a country singer from Connecticut singing a theme song, which is somewhat about him. Back home we thank the governor for the blessings that we got. We can gamble on the internet and it's cool to smoke some pot. So y'all come visit my state and mind your etiquette, I guarantee. Where do you think this is going? <laughs> mind your etiquette as they jam etiquette to match with Connecticut. You'll be welcome in Connecticut. But listen to this. 
and we thank the governor for the blessings that we got. We thank the governor <laughs> for the blessings that we got? He has commissions him to write a song about them thanking him for his blessings. <laughs> Freak is this? It's like the Ayatollah wrote it. It's crazy. And then, because this is the song that's meant to be, because it's country music, for all the dumb um, white trash, trailer trash Connecticut people, mm -hmm. it's telling you, essentially, as the voter, by the way, trailer trash, the stuff that you people like, which is the gambling and the pot, that those blessings are from the governor. So just so you know, you should be thanking him, dummy. <laughs> it's so like it's so incredible the tone of the thing. And another part of it they sent is just this is this is a catastrophic ten point five Richter scale earthquake uh that results in the deaths of eight million people scale lyric writing f up tell me how so we've established that this thing since they've since they've corkscrewed in etiquette because they needed to rhyme with connecticut i get it yeah which is just a failure of of human civilization itself <laughs> they did listen to this What do you mean? But no. <laughs> the home of the long river, state of steady habits. Why? By the way, what is that horse bleep? The state of steady habits. I list off seven other names, so you're expecting something to rhyme with habits and John Mayer. <laughs> Freak is that? How is this possible? This, you know, this is. Listen, since you're jamming state the place of steady habits in there, which whenever anybody thinks of Connecticut, it's always you know. I what? thought it was going to be like Lenny Kravitz or something. Right, well, right. <laughs> but if you know you've got John Mayer coming, <laughs> you could have like the home of fresh air. Or yes, something. yes. Like... Or we do Pride Month gayer. Something. <laughs> John Mayer's coming. What are we doing with steady habits? Why is that in there? The piece of Deadwood is in there. That makes no sense to anybody. There's no association with the, the place of steady habits. One thing Connecticut will always be. Yep. Place of steady habits. <laughs> oh, I guess. <laughs> Twain Hill and Keller Pro Wrestling and John Mayer. Okay. <laughs> Maybe he's going to do another rhyme scheme and something else is going to rhyme with habits. <laughs> They're going to be more habits. <laughs> right now, habits is unfulfilled. Okay. Remains is unfulfilled. Is there another line coming? No. <laughs> habits is unfulfilled and we'll never get it to do. <sighs> the place of steady habits. <laughs> or maybe, or is Ned Lamont should have... You had Matt Carano write him a song. It would have come no out kidding. better. No kidding. <laughs> Although it might not have praised uh, the blessings of government as heavily as this one does, I think, if you had Carano write it. All those blessings. <laughs>
We thank our governor, the same guy who wrote me the check to write the song. <laughs> Coincidentally. The place of steady habits. <laughs> Helen Keller and John Mayer. Why not just do, um, you know, uh, actually, what is uh, Catherine Hepburn? Helen Keller and Kath Hepburn. Can't they find a Kravitz? <laughs> place of many singers, but not Lenny Kravitz. <laughs> Did they think Lenny Kravitz was from Connecticut and then have to make a correction to the lyrics after the fact? He's never purported to be from Connecticut. I'm pretty sure he's from Hollywood. Maybe somebody thought he was. Because <laughs> otherwise it just doesn't make a lot of sense. The state were anything you want, you can have it. <laughs> anything. But no, it's lying out there. There it is. Orphaned. Also, I don't know if you should say that you you have the state of steady habits if you just talked about gambling and pot smoking. Yeah. Well, and there are worse steady habits happening in the state. There you go. So that's a little bit of there's a little bit of the Connecticut news. Okay, so we've had a wrinkle now. You know, I used the term last night, and I apologize, Alice. I had been I I was on the receiving end of a couple of forced cocktails during the day. Mm-hmm. So I used the derogatory term broads a couple of times. Which, Is that a derogatory term? Yes, and then yes, and so I have been suspended for one month from the Burn Barrel podcast. Just kidding. But you know what? I don't understand, Allison. You're a chick, right? Mm-hmm. What is it that these women, professional women, highly paid, unbelievably well paid, like Felicia Sanmez and Taylor Lorenz? How is it that if somebody says a joke, theoretically, about girls, oh, they're either bisexual or bipolar, ha, 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 which I don't know if it is. It's a, I guess it's a knock on girls, although most guys probably are okay with women being bisexual and and bipolar, frankly, most guys. Right, right. Like, both versions. But, like, it's it's not really a male supremacist thing to say. It's just a kind of, like, a pretty cruddy joke using the word bi and, and trying to do it in a clever way. Eh, it's not great. You know? It's a little better than Habits and John Mayer. <laughs> but it's not great. But the idea that the girls who are big, strong, powerful women, have their feelings hurt, and that the boy, because he said something that could be construed as mean, has to be suspended for a month? I mean, he didn't... Girls are the worst advertising there is for women. I'm sorry. They are. This is ridiculous. It's like The View is the highest-rated midday show or whatever. The View is the worst thing there is for women. The idea that this guy, Dave Weagle of the Washington Post, made his stupid joke he didn't even make the joke. He right. retweeted a joke on Twitter. Great point. Um, and then quickly, when people from his work called him out publicly on Twitter over it, he deleted it and apologized to them personally and publicly on Twitter for daring to retweet it. But that was not enough. The drama continued at his work for the next several days until he was finally suspended for a month, which seems like almost... Not quite retroactive, but like he didn't get in trouble. He didn't like tweet the tweet and then immediately his work was like, come on, you can't do that. You're suspended. You know what I mean? Right. He retweeted it and then people called him. There was like a lot more back and forth that happened before the suspension, including like the boss of the newsroom asking people to be kinder to each other and the stuff that we read yesterday where Felicia Sanmez got in this argument with this 
gay guy that also works at the Washington Post and uh, told her that he knows what it's like to be marginalized because he's an openly gay Latino man and they had an argument about it and like about who was winning in the oppression Olympics at the Washington Post. Uh. Um, the Washington Post um, Guild also had recently did a pay study which found that um, it's the union. Latino staffers... Uh, are paid the worst of anyone there. So I don't know if that gets some extra points. That was like back in April. They they Mm-mm. covered that. So although Sanmez, maybe she's Latino too. I don't know. So there it's, it's a toss up who, who wins in terms of oppression at the Washington post newsroom, which is like the least oppressed place on planet earth. Right. But anyway, so they had this whole thing about it. The boss sent an email asking them to be kind to each other after the whole staff of the newspaper has like apparently just been fighting on Twitter for a week now. Mm-hmm. And another person in the company, uh, Brianna Moyer. Have you heard? I've never. Nah, heard I don't know her, any of these but, people. All I know is they all make a lot more money than me, and it kills me. Um. Yeah. So Brianna Moyer, who I guess is some kind of like, uh, you know live part of the live show team um somebody months ago tweeted out um a a, a tweet like thanking everybody on the live show team for all their help in like a long thread of thank yous to people at the company and instead of brianna moyer he called her brianna taylor oh so which as in say her name yeah Uh which I mean, like, obviously, he just had the name in his head and he screwed up. No. She called him out at the time, complained at the time. He took it down, apologized to her personally and publicly on Twitter at the time. Um, But then today, when Sally Busby, who's like the person who told everybody to be kind to their colleagues, sent her email, she sent back out the screenshot of him calling her Brianna Taylor and... um, said, hi, if the Washington Post is committed to an inclusive and respectful environment free of harassment, discrimination, or bias of any sort, then can someone help me understand Micah Gellman, that's the person who tweeted her the wrong name, and David Weigel's tweets and retweets? These tweets slash retweets not only hurt women in our newsroom, but make it extremely difficult to do our best work. Ultimately, it creates a toxic work environment. Thank you, Felicia Sanmez, for speaking out against harassment, discrimination, and sexism. He got your name wrong. He didn't harass you or discriminate against you or do a sexism to you. Like, nothing happened to you. You're bringing up something that somebody already apologized for months ago. There's a toxic work environment there, but it's not from him. Yeah, it's these incredible flopping soccer player progressives who are happy to throw, you know, fireballs at people. And by the way, once again, Dave Weigel, Weigel, I don't know anything about him. I'm sure he's a dickhead, but... He simply retweeted somebody else's joke, not about anybody in particular. But, oh my goodness, I found a reason to be harassed. She's harassed by him tweeting a joke that she didn't like. Right. Not at her or to her. He didn't tag her in the tweet or something. Right, and of course she has to make that public. It's really nice to have coworkers who are happy to make misogynist. So she can't go, she has to do it all in public. I need the world to know that I've been stricken by the shrapnel of his joke. I need the world to see. God, I'm telling you, it's so, it's awful. Alice, I know the men are terrible, but mm-hmm. the women are awful. Well, yeah, and I, 
Felicia Sanmez, I can't imagine what how much work she's getting done today because she has spent the whole day tweeting people thanking her for standing up for women and tweeting about how um how noble she is for doing this and how amazing it is that she's standing up for herself and women um and complaining about Jose Del Real who was the person the gay latino man that she was in a fight with on Twitter and you know it it just went on and on like she's been tweeting all day right all weekend all day today about how incredible she is and and how important it is that she do this and how sexist a work environment the post is like okay that makes sense right, right. like you're not just doing this about you cuz you're psycho it's Ramesh Panuru had a great tweet on this. He said, my criticism of you is a necessary call-out. Your criticism of me is bullying harassment. <laughs> right. She goes, to anyone reading this and wondering whether it's wrong to speak out, it's not. It matters greatly and makes more of a difference than you know. To people you may never know, attacks like the ones I've highlighted in this thread are wrong and don't make for a safe workplace. I've reached out to Sally Busby and Mattia Gold for help on this, but I haven't heard back so far. Retaliation against a colleague for speaking out against sexism is never okay. I hope Washington Post leaders treat this as the serious issue that it is. That was 22 hours ago. Uh, she goes on and on and she retweets people saying things like, I don't know how Felicia Sanmez does it. Nobody should have to work in such a toxic environment. All strength and respect to her. What are people see? What is wrong with you? It's like the people who are trying to say, oh my God, Matt Walsh got owned by that, that professor, the liberal professor. Mm-hmm. It's like, uh, do you not know? Do you not know? How this entire back and forth is is constructed. Do you not know that Felicia Sanmez, you don't see that she's a hypocrite, that she's herself a bully, that she's a coward, that she is shameless, that she is wretched? She is doing, she is a perfect model for what you would never want your daughter to be. And she's parlaying this like grievance culture into making a bigger name for herself and hopefully a mm-hmm. bigger job. It's that's what's like especially gross and, about and it. And not for the this first time, why, again and again and again. Same this thing is with Taylor why she's Lorenz. Tweeting people who say things like constantly in awe of Felicia Sanmez, just bravely and firmly shoveling this ish on the regular on top of a full time journalism job. I don't know how much journalism she was doing today because she had a lot of time to tweet nice tweets about her about herself the person who points out the problem isn't the problem you don't solve the problem by silencing the person who pointed to it why are we still playing this game thank you for sharing your story felicia sanmez yes many women choose silence after seeing how their friends and colleagues treat victims others handle their trauma by victimizing other women those who speak out and fight catch a hell these fools count imagine not clout Felicia Sanmez is my hero, she retweeted someone else saying about her. Imagine that? That's your hero? Yeah. For what? Why don't it make freaking Pete Davidson your hero? Maybe that's it. Maybe it's we're in the Pete Davidson era. 
of the United States, where the absolute suckiest of all sucks is is put on a pedestal as as good. Here she tweets about herself. There are women you don't know, and this is she actually tweeted this about herself two days ago, and then retweeted it today in case we missed how highly she thinks of herself. There are women you don't know and who you may never meet, but who see a post reporter retweet a sexist joke and wonder whether they're supposed to accept that as normal because no one at the post says anything about it. Saying something matters to them, and it matters to me. It's so freaking... You're trying to make sex crimes out of this. It's not. And it's a bad look. It's a bad look. It was a bad look at the Herald a few years ago when... When one of the sports reporters couldn't believe that they were having a barstool towel night at uh, barstool sports towel night at the Bruins game, oh my goodness, they're misogynists. Why are you doing this? And she went on and did the long screed. It's like it, loudly claiming your victims. And I know that college teaches kids to do this and has now for twenty years. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. But real people know that it's weak and pathetic. It There's nothing strong about it. Being the absolute, and I'm talking about male or female here, being the bitch that melts down because your constitution intellectually, mentally, is so freaking fragile is dishonorable. Nobody looks to that for leadership. Nobody aspires to be that. It's absolutely true. It's like my friend I told you about in, in seventh grade who Keith hit, punched in the leg. Mm-hmm. Kid named Chad, who, if you're listening, Chad, I apologize for telling the story. I'm sure it's still painful. My friend Keith in Homac, uh, in Home Economics, in seventh grade, this would be 1980, and probably six, punched him in the leg. Charlie Horse punch. Keith was a good puncher too, so no doubt it hurt. I, I've certainly felt them myself. And this kid Chad in the middle class, when Keith did that, all the stuff that he was holding went flying in the air, and he cried and screamed and threw a chair, and I've told you this, we never heard from him again. He left school that day, McCall Junior High in Massachusetts, Winchester, and was never seen again. <laughs> he has now popped back up on Facebook, but he went into the fields, Alice. He went into the wilderness on a lifelong pilgrimage, 
and left us for 35 years, he was gone. Because that moment, that reaction was so incredibly bitchy that there is no getting back from that. And he was like, I assume that him, his parents, and the school said, obviously, you want to be out of here, right? Because you, that's, you that's not... Now, that bitchiness is rewarded. Yeah, wow. That was really, so brave. You've really showed your weakness profoundly. Wow, your cowardice is remarkable. <laughs> We're going to celebrate this. It's incredible. Well, and it's bad enough like that it's in the schools like that, and we're raising generations of kids like that and you know it used to be the stuff on the college campuses with like the safe spaces and needing like to bring in puppies on days when they had exams to calm their nerves and like getting speakers disinvited and all this stuff right it used to sort of be a joke like having trigger warnings on the class syllabus and people said like yeah but then they'll get out in the real world and they'll have to see how the world works but no they've come out in the real world and Everybody's remaking the real world to accommodate this instead of making them buck up and learn how right. to be real people, right? So, and I really think it's like an existential battle for the country because we can't run a country this way. We cannot acquiesce to the like this run to HR cultural mm -hmm. way of being. Like, you can't have companies run this way. Right. Look at the Washington Post and like look at what's happening to the institutions that are letting this just disease of of you know people canceling their own coworkers. So it's happening big time in media. It's happening in liberal like charities and government organizations. Mm -hmm. It's happening in lots of big corporations where they do lots of diversity training and schools and places like that. And like it's an infection. It's cancer. You can't run your organization when you have people doing stuff like this. You know, what, for a, somebody retweeted a tweet you don't like, and then the second he realized you didn't like it, he said he was sorry and deleted it and took it down? I mean, right. like, what? A tweet you don't like. Now, I have a question for you. Mm -hmm. Do you think if instead of he said, some women are by someone were if instead of some women, he said Ivanka Trump? Um, yeah, there wouldn't have been a problem if he had a raunchy tweet dissing Ivanka right. Trump, obviously, at all. But it's it's amazing. So there mm -hmm. you go. Well, it's okay. So I'm oversensitive. I'm oversensitive. This is somebody in the news business. It used to be. I know a guy who we talked about going to his first scene of a jumper who jumped out of a building in the late 70s. On scene. As a reporter, mm -hmm. going up there and seeing, he was shocked because there were pieces of human all over the place. And he was a young reporter, and he was just, like, shocked at how, like, the cops brought in, the, like, the, uh, like, they, they did all the work, and the, they brought in, like, the food car, uh, like, the food truck, and they, like, cops were nonchalant, were able to eat and stuff. And he's like, what the hell? Yeah. Because cops had seen this so many times, et cetera. But real reporters, people in journalism used to have seen things. There were journalists who were at D-Day, crawling up the beach, war correspondents. Yeah. I mean, they'd really seen life, seen stuff. You're hurt by a joke? Yeah, or in the case of the other woman, you have been stewing over the fact that somebody used the wrong last name for you for months now. Even after they apologized, you're bringing it back up publicly in the company. I mean, like, that's like holding a grudge because somebody 
with the wrong last name with your name. That's and it's incredible. Not, it, it, this is not just women. This is I, I've worked with guys, millennials, young millennials, who any constructive criticism was you could see the hurt in their faces, in the, or that you'd hurt their feelings because they'd never gotten constructive criticism or criticism ever. Some of them wanted to come to close to fisticuffs with editors who would have to plead with them and hold their hands and say, please be thorough with this. Please check this out before you do this. Please stick around. Please approach this person when you do this. Have to ask them, please act like journalists used to act. And their feelings would be hurt. They'd be pouty. I mean, it's incredible to me that somehow Dave Weagle is suspended and Taylor Lorenz is apparently not suspended, even though she like blatantly lied to her employer, mm -hmm. wrote lies in a newspaper piece that they've had to now issue multiple corrections for. And the subjects of the piece are still complaining that they don't have it right. I mean, like, right. And are, and are showing time stamped evidence that she never reached out to them for comment as she claimed she did. And yet she's still not in trouble. It's astonishing. We talked about that in the, a bit in the Patreon show yesterday. But no, Dave Weagle for retweeting a tweet is in trouble, even though like Taylor Lorenz has a blatant breach of journalist ethics completely. I, I mean, like you've worked at newspapers. What would your editors have done if they had to write no three paragraphs of notes at the top of a journalist uh, oh, article. No, no. It would have been the worst. But we saw it we start we saw the it start to happen. We saw the the newsroom in one scenario with a bunch of newbies get together and decide that they were on more of a spiritual journey than anything else. And they were very uncomfortable. Well you saw Alice they used to criticize me for my columns all the mm -hmm. time on Twitter. Yeah. Take shots at me, public shots at me on Twitter. I'm a columnist for the paper. And some 26-year-old punk-ass reporter is taking a shot at me. One guy, one guy, like, said something bitchy to me in the cafeteria. I was like, what? He was like, like, F yourself or something. Whatever. Some some pansy dude said something. I, I remember, his name was Brian, I think. Anyway, they're all young reporters, ideologues, and this and that. And I can't believe that we have a Nazi writing for us. And It's like. I have to, so I could take, you guys are allowed to do that to me. Now, if I had shot back at them, oh, end of the world. These bitches had entire uh, guild meetings about me, as a matter of fact. Not to not to pat myself on the back or tell you that I was that important, but I was that important to these people. <laughs> I can tell you that. Uh, okay, I want to go to some good uh, news, okay? Okay. I don't care what you people say. I like who I want to like. And when I say you people, I'm not talking about you guys listening. I like who I want to like. And you know who I like, Alice? AOC? Well, that's different. <laughs> She's highly attractive and crazy. So there's two things. And dumb. There's three things that I like in women. Okay. That's not what I'm going to talk about. Okay. The One of the AOCs of the right... Marjorie Taylor Greene has hired somebody else that you like very much. <laughs> I stand by my man. I stand by my man, Milo Yiannopoulos, who now is a unpaid intern in her DC office. I love Milo. I think he's a brilliant and funny guy. I miss the Milo act. I wish he were back. He was such a funny guy. He was good to your husband. I've interviewed him a couple of times mm -hmm. and I want this dude back in the world. I want him back. Now, sure, could I do without some of the Nazi salutes and imagery? Sure, that's problematic. <laughs> Has he gone from being 
married to a gay man to like now being he's like reformed yes he's been cured (laughs) whatever he's claiming there are there are things that are problematic about (laughs) about the milo he's a complicated guy i will he is but he's so funny and i miss him and i like him he was very funny did you meet him too no. I kind of felt like you had you met him. You sent me the picture of you meeting oh, him. Oh, you know why it is? Because cause I met him. You you introduced me to him. I told you about Milo, yes, right. on Twitter. Right. But we were reading Breitbart back, 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 back then. We mm-hmm. would sit and around. all the Gamergate stuff happened then, too. Right. He was writing for Breitbart London. About He's a Gamergate. very bright guy. Yeah. I've seen him in debates. He's excellent. He was going around when I was there at... At uh, the the 2016 thing, he was watch, he was walking around with Coulter. She liked him. <laughs> so, so there you go. That is it. I'm I'm all in for Milo Yiannopoulos, and uh, I'm not afraid to say it. I'm not going to be pushed around anymore. Okay. Um, what do you think of him being an unpaid intern at Marjorie Taylor Greene's office? I think that's good. I like his scrappy attempt to get back into relevance. Relevancy is it relevancy? I would say relevance. Relevance. Yeah, I'm all for it. Go back in there. That's fine. Um, Okay, we do have a KJP uh, piece of audio here to Mm -hmm. play. I want to start before. Did we mention the, the, I don't even remember if we did, the Vice stuff yesterday about the Thursday night show, the the January 6th Capitol TV show is going to start this Thursday in primetime. They brought in an ABC producer. It's total horse bleep. It's a total production. It's, It's not... The problem is with the January 6th stuff, in which both me and Alice thought it was, a, of course, a terrible day. Idiots in the, in the Capitol building. But then again, how they get in there and whatever. But but I, I do want to say this. Um, this going after Trump people, so only Trump guys get shaken down and, and get locked up and, you know, at the airport, high-profile bust of Peter Navarro. This is horse bleep. And you want to look at the story of January 6th. This, the left is so interesting and root, interested in root causes. Well, it's behavior like that. It's behavior in the part of Nancy Pelosi and Adam Schiff and, and, uh, and, and a lot of these people. They're complicit in what culminated as the January 6th event. They're complicit in making it. And one of the things they did is make many Americans feel less than and treated in an unequal fashion. And rousting somebody like Peter Navarro, not necessary to have men with guns get the 70-year-old guy and cuff him and perp walk him. Not necessary. And only one side's doing it. And they're seeing this. And they're seeing who's allowed to get away with stuff and who isn't. And Americans are ripply. So... Well, and, I mean, it just sets a more of a precedent, too, is that... You know, sometime, and I don't know if Trump twenty twenty four is the guy, or if DeSantis is the guy, or if it's going to be somewhere else, a little someone else, a little further down the road. But you're eventually going to, especially once Trump kind of paved the way and showed that you don't have to be afraid of things that the left says about you. Um, you're going to have someone get in there who's going to use these tools back at them. 
who's not just going to say, you know, we need to yeah, get but, rid of the Alice, deep state and get rid of the FBI, who's going to run congressional investigations we and come have, after we sh- we and sh- get a bunch of lefties text messages and publish that. You shouldn't have to say just to say that this is wrong because someday the other guy will be able to abuse power too. You shouldn't have to say that. This is this is just wrong and it's it's not justice. It's injustice and you're hurting people. And it's it's bad, and it degrades faith in the country. And mm-hmm. by the way, if President Trump even thinks about something like this, it, the, the, they'll there'll be uproar, and they'll never, never. The left doesn't care about this stuff. When it when it comes from somebody in the right, they would never allow it. And this is this is bad for the country. But the more they do it, the more likely they make it that they will get somebody in there who will do it and not care if they kick and scream. And like, I mean, I agree that it's bad for the country and it's very authoritarian, the stuff yes. that they do. But they're going to end up, if they like keep pushing like that, they're going to end up with a right-wing authoritarian. And, yes. and the more they do this stuff, the more likely it is that we're going to end up with something that I don't want either, which is a right-wing authoritarian who's going to go after them and you put like well, actually right. put all the drag queen story it, hour people in jail. <laughs> but, but people should know that somebody like Adam Schiff, who's involved in the January 6th committee, mm-hmm. is just as complicit in insurrection as anybody else. This is a guy who lied about having evidence that Donald Trump was working with Vladimir Putin for years and years, was happy to propagate this stuff and get it under the eyes of the uh, the uh, of the DOJ and get it under the eyes of, of the feds. He was happy to do He knew it was wrong, but he hated Trump. They looked, they did whatever they could. As soon as Trump was uh, elected, they, they the narrative was out there that Trump was given this by the Russians. Uh, some Democrats tried to impeach him immediately. Then they found the call with Zelensky, where Trump had to be impeached for having a phone call where he asked a guy about Hunter Biden, which I would say is fair game. And then, uh, you know, from there, the Mueller report, all BS, all BS. They have been trying to overthrow this guy, to toss him out of power since the moment they, that he got in there. And poison people like Adam Schiff and, and Raskin or whatever his name is, these people are poison toxic. These are conspirators. These are people who are collaborators in the undoing of a presidency illegally, unconstitutionally, and effing immorally. So if those POSs were supposed to look at them standing in judgment of somebody else, F that, man. This whole thing is dangerous. This whole thing is dangerous. And if they keep tossing Trump people away, you're going to get Trump back here, certainly as the, the nominee. Yeah, the he's going to be more. He's going to be more fearless than ever. Yeah. So the more get ready with stuff- your freaking uh, the uh, your transitioning and your therapy dogs and the incredible tons of psychotropic drugs that you take and assume are keeping you sane. Good luck. You're creating another event. That's you doing it. it that, that's complicit Democrats too, just voting. Liz Warren makes me feel smart, so I'm going to vote for her. She calls Trump worse than the Nazis. Yay. All right. Just remember, you're the author of the next chapter of this. <laughs> yeah, and apparently one article that I was reading today was saying that uh, the January 6th committee is just in disagreement about whether or not they should be calling for uh, the abolishing the whole Electoral College right. to, to protect our elections, which is absurd. They do want to call to reform the Electoral Count Act, which, of course, is something that Republicans put forward and Democrats right. shot down because they don't want to reform the Electoral Count Act in case they want to throw out electoral votes Which they sometime. do regularly. 
so here's Corinne Jean-Pierre being asked about um, the Defense Production Act where we're building solar panels. Do you know the backstory in this? Is it because we're not allowed to have Chinese slave labor do it or something? Is that what it is? Well, there's the thing about the tariffs too, but this is, they want to boost domestic production as well. So they're getting like rid of the tariffs on them and they're doing this because they want more solar panels. Taking a step back from that, what emergency is the president using to invoke the Defense Production Act? Because historically it's been in the 1950s uh, for the, the Korean War and during COVID it was enacted. What emergency is it, or what's the real emergency in the solar industry for the Defense Production Act? Um, so let me, uh, I was going to say first, the president, you know, when he takes the Defense Protection Act, it's to make sure that he's delivering for the American people. Uh, it is an important tool that he has used a couple of times and it has been incredibly effect effective. Uh, so uh, for this particular Clean Energy Defense uh, Production Act, uh, he is in... Just off the top of my head now here as the Trapper Keeper flies open. <laughs> that was all the looking for the page... Build up. Yes, it was. Invoking the Defense Production Act to rapidly expand per, uh, domestic production uh, of solar panel parts, building ins insulation, heat pumps, and more. He is putting the full force uh, of the federal government's... Per so who's going to be ordered to now make solar panels? We have to it's fight like the, Remington war on, razors. the war on climate hey, change. Make, make panels now. Uh, okay. Purchasing power behind supporting American clean energy manufacturers, and he is providing U.S. solar uh, deployers uh, the short-term stability they need to build clean energy uh, projects and deliver. What does that mean? The short-term stability. It feels like my uh, money is leaving my wallet. <laughs> More affordable. It means it's guaranteeing a market for it because the government's right. making them do it. So that means you're definitely going to be able to pay people so you can like build up your hiring. Whereas if you don't know if there's going to be demand for solar panels, then you're not going to invest as much into... So there is one near where my son does rock climbing. I was there again today. And let me tell you, uh, to all of you tens of thousands of eagles who are uh, being killed all every year that's a wind turbine though right not a solar oh yeah panel. you're right I mean, it's a wind turbine you're right, right. but anyway just a, it, it's also a renewable just so people know e eagles you are safer on that wind, wind turbine because i have <laughs> seen it moving once <laughs> energy to american families and business Altogether, uh these historic actions will cut costs uh, for <laughs> american families action. strengthen our power grid and tackle the climate crisis and with a stronger clean uh, energy arsenal the oh. united states can be an even stronger partner to our allies especially in the face of putin's war in ukraine what's the emergency in the solar industry well this is just a step to get to to a place where we do have a clean energy arsenal and so this is a very important part of the president's, uh, this is a very important part of the president's uh, um, uh, agenda in getting to that clean energy uh, uh, system that he's been talking about since he walked into the administration. So this is that, and this is a way that we felt that we can act uh, to, to get moving in that way. Isn't it interesting, by the way, that because it's the Defense Production Act, she does all this like tying it to like war terminology like she mentions like it's going to strengthen us and you know make sure it shows our allies we're a strong ally in the face of putin's war and if we're going to add these Oof. to our arsenal like because it's the defense production act so yeah. they have to make sure that it somehow sounds like it has something to do with the national defense even though it actually doesn't at all it's just them now and we knew this would happen. We knew it would happen when they started using the Defense Production Act during COVID instead of during an actual war. 
And even though we were obviously for it, thanks to our friend Carrie from Winchester, we uh, were for using it for the baby formula. But obviously we knew this is going to get used for everything now, the Defense Production Act. Yes. Because, you know, we're also going to have to fight a war on racism and a war Mm -hmm. on climate change and a war on whatever other thing they come up with this week. Trans misogyny or something. Allie? Mm Mm-hmm. Allie G. Wednesday, I talked to Matt Walsh, speaking of that stuff. Um, Very exciting, great movie. Editor's note, um, um, Shat Shat has gone dry, man. If you guys want to, only, I've just heard from my bike, and that's not enough. We need more. If you guys want to uh, leave messages, questions, anything, anything, come on. Be a part of the show. It's important. Someday, you like getting in the ground floor. When we're huge stars, you're going to want to hear your uh, hear your uh, recording. All right, ready for the exit music, Alice? Sure. Thanks, everybody, by the way. You've been great. Appreciate it. Thank you, everyone. You can, as always, um, shoot us an email to burnbarrelpodcast at gmail.com. I have to go through and get to some more emails. Maybe next time we'll get to that. Uh, you can also always find us on Twitter at Burn We saw some good ones. We've just run out of okay. time. We'll get, we'll get them. Um, at Burn Barrel Pod. Can you just snap at me? No, you interrupted. You snipped me. <laughs> I didn't okay. snap. <laughs> You're turning into me. That's how I sound when I snip you. Is it starting over? I need to know how starting much over. time I have. Okay. So <laughs> you can also always find us on Twitter. I'm sure at- you'll nail it as usual, Alice. You'll hit the post perfectly. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, at Burn Barrel Pod, we are at facebook.com slash burnbarrelpodcast or at burnbarrelpodcast.com. You can find all the places to listen. That makes it harder for me to hit the post. I know, but we've played the uh, Anywhere you listen to podcasts and on YouTube and Rumble. Say la vie. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.